Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barrera. Richie, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'd be a lot better if these Mets could finally beat these pajama-wearing snakes. It's starting to get on my nerves. I got to tell you. Grinding my gears too, Richie. I tell you, over the last calendar month, the Arizona Diamondbacks are 6-17. and 6-17 and against any team that isn't the Mets. And 4-0 against the Metropolitans. When people hear this tomorrow, they may be 5-0 against the Mets. More than anything, it tells you how strange it is to root for this team when they're losing to these jerks. Yeah, I mean, rooting for the team this season based on, uh, you know, coming how we did last year, it's like it's like going to an all-you-can-eat sushi place. You know, you love sushi, it's delicious, you're very excited, you think, you know, it's going to be great, this is going to be uh, gonna be a great time, right? And then you get there... And uh, it's awful. It's basically a bunch of uh, a bunch of chunks of God knows what wrapped in rice. You paid twenty bucks, uh, and you know you got twenty bucks worth. I don't know if that was a good analogy, but what I'm saying here is that it it seemed like it was going to be a lot of fun, and the season's been nothing short of a uh, dumpster fire so far. So uh, you know we're only like three games ahead of the Phillies in the standings. So you know. Suffice it to say, uh, no one should be happy, and Terry should be uh, driven out of town by a bunch of guys with torches in their hands. Yeah, I tell you, that's a pretty good analogy, kid, because I watching Hansel Robles pitch, I have the same feeling in my stomach that I do after too much sushi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wonder why you did it and why you didn't just go to like a neighborhood pub or something. You know, you try to get fancy, but you know, the, the, the sushi, you give it a chance, it tastes good. You know, it's one of those things where... That's that's one of those times where you, you don't want Donald Trump to build the wall because you got to keep the sushi going, you know? Those guys know what they're doing. Here's the, here's the buzzword. Sashimi, my friends. Sashimi. As we talk... Yeah, write that down. <laughs> write that down, all you Metropolitan fans, as we get to our upcoming schedule for the week. Wednesday, Godly versus John Neese, and John Neese is back. Just when you think you have the answers, John Neese changes the questions you know, niece is kind of like a former ex-girlfriend that you run into at the bar. You think it's a great idea. It doesn't always turn out too well. But I looked at the fancy stat website, Fangraph, to try and get some intel on old Johnny Boy this season. And one thing that's a little noticeable with Nice is his fly ball to home run ratio is up quite a bit. So the more fly balls are going out of the ballpark than normally in his career. Also been throwing the fastball a lot more than his curveball and change. Maybe a little more luck and a little visit from Dr. Dan Worthen is all the kid needs. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I was going to see John Neese again. Let's just get that first and foremost out of the way. Uh, I like your comparison to an ex-girlfriend. It's kind of like when your friend is dating someone terrible, and then he dumps her, and you're having a party, you're, you're talking about how he seems like he's back to his old self, you're doing all sorts of great things, you plan a trip maybe to uh, Six Flags or Dorney Park, you know, whatever you can afford. Uh, and then next thing you know, he has, he has like a heart-to-heart, -heart, he gets back with her, and she's telling him that he's got to wear polo shoes and uh, and, and or polo shirts and boat shoes to the barbecues now. You know, total nightmare. You never thought you'd have to deal with it again, but here we are. Uh, the only silver lining is that John Neese is not Logan Verrett. Um, you know, because Logan Verrett, his pitching, it was uh, sketchier than those cash checking stores. I don't even know how those work, but usually you just go to a bank, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, John Neese, he's back. I uh, I can't really I can't really say I love it, but I can't really say I hate it because you know Logan Verrett's been that bad. Yeah, Logan Verrett, uh, a guy that I liked quite a bit, had a lot of grit, blue collar guy. Sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't. So wish you a lot of luck, Logan Verrett. 
If you were on the job site, I'd buy you a beer. Here's to you. Uh, as, we, as we segue to Thursday, we head to San Francisco, traditionally a place where the Metropolitans have not done too well. But Thursday, we got the game. DeGrom versus Bumgarner. If this was a pay-per-view fight, this would be like Holyfield Tyson back in 96, except no one's getting their ear bitten off, Richie. But I tell you, DeGrom has been excellent. Bumgarner is a terrifying country boy, if there ever was one. Straight out of deliverance in North Carolina, this guy is. No fancy stats needed. Just need Jake to bring the fire against this backwoods bumpkin. Yeah, that guy Bumgarner looks like the kind of guy that would like play a, he'd play like a banjo under a tree for like six hours at a time. Wouldn't even get bored. Uh, just a real loser, you know. One of those guys from the middle of Long Island, you know, the part where, the parts where I I, I shall not even name them. You just drive past them on your way out to, uh, you know, Southampton or whatever. But uh, anyway, it's going to be a great game this weekend. I think the Grom versus Bumgardner. I I don't see any way that things could go wrong for us, and I'll tell you why. Because um, first, Jason Degrom has quietly been an absolute monster. He's been our guy, the one who cares about making us happy. He pitches well. He's our Donald Trump. He he you know he's trying to make this team great again, and they're pushing back at every turn. But Jason Degrom is not going to let it happen. He he's been electric. Uh, and secondly, even if the Mets don't hit against this Bumgarner guy, he's so good that could, they could just say that they, they fell victim to really good pitching. So, you know, we come out of this one unscathed. Terry's got to be, I mean, Terry's going to be sipping a cocktail in the dugout for that one because there's literally no way that he can get any bad press from this start. Hopefully the Mets win, but even if they don't, which is a very distinct possibility, it won't even matter because we could just blame it on someone else's talent. Beautiful. Win-win. Plausible deniability, kid. It's uh, the bump guy in the kid. He's a little better than Robbie Ray, who looks like Nolan Ryan pitching against the Mets. And he grunts like Monica Sellis when he throws that ball. Just unbelievable with the grunts. Or yeah. Al Leiter, but, you know, I, I went the tennis route. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get ready for the Open. Yeah, the Open. Get ready for parking, Mets fans. Uh, that's, always, that's always fun. Always, yeah. enjoy, always enjoy that. Yeah, at least uh, $60, $60 a pop. As we head to Friday, we got the kid, Long Island's own Stevie Matz against Johnny Cueto. And I tell you what, kid, you know what really grinds my gears? This Johnny Cueto guy. He does the thing with his motion where he messes around with his leg kick and tries all the different timings. Sometimes he's quick to the plate. Sometimes he's holding the leg up there. If I'm playing softball against one of those fancy pitchers that does the weird quick pitch and the reverse lob with his hand on top of the ball, it's like I'm facing Johnny Cueto. Well, guess what, Johnny Cueto? This isn't ball league softball. This is the majors. Grow up. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not a fan of the guy myself. I think he's uh, it's a it's a bush league kind of thing he does. He looks like Hideo Nomo and Bob Marley all at once on the mound out there. And uh, frankly, uh, like I said, I hate it. The guy should be fined every game until he pitches like a gentleman. And uh, also, my cousin Gene told me that when his horse died, the guy owns a horse. He put a picture of the dead horse on the internet as a tribute, which is really weird, uh, disgusting, frankly. And uh, he should be fined for that too. So. Johnny Cueto, uh, a million thumbs down for you. And the boy Matts is coming off a near no-no, so hopefully he can get out there and uh, put this clown in his place. A little World Series revenge, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, totally, kid. I'd be remiss not to mention Matts as well. What a gutty performance on Sunday. And I love about Matts, he walks off the mound, he looks like a stone-cold serial killer. That look on his face, I mean, he's an intense SOB. Oh, yeah, he looked like, I mean, he had a no-hitter going on. He walked off. He looked like he had the face on like someone just keyed his car. 
I mean, you know, he 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 was not happy at all. It was it was no joy coming out of that face, and that's kind of what I love about him. You know, because you get these guys, they think, you know, oh, it's a, you're getting paid to play a boy's game. Not Steven Matz, okay? He's in the trenches out there. Every every day, he's, you know, he's storming the beaches of Normandy in his mind. And that's what I love about this guy. Steven Matz, our hero. As we head to Saturday, a, g- a guy that I'm not ready to see again in my eyes, Bartolo Colon, he's facing Matt Moore. And I guess Cologne was throwing batting practice against the D-backs last night. I seriously was terrified for folks in the front row on the first and the third baseline. One of those line drives going astray could have killed somebody the way the D-backs were smoking the baseball. As for Matt Moore, he used to be a top prospect. He's been wildly inconsistent. Of course, now that he's with the Giants, he'll win the Cy Young next year because the Giants are the opposite in the Mets in that any outside player they bring in massively improves instead of falling off a cliff. Yeah, got to agree. I mean, look at Jay Bruce so far. He's looked like uh, he's looked like a slightly enhanced Jason uh, Jason Bay. Mike Jacobs out there. Yeah, yeah, Mike <laughs> Jacobs. He's like a he's like a diet Mike Jacobs out there, which is which is not really what we needed. But uh, you know, that's what he's been offering us so far. And uh, you know, shout out to Matt Moore. You're gonna have a great Cy Young season. Uh, probably is he a, is he a free agent next year? Who knows? I don't know. But wherever he goes, as long as he stays with the Giants or goes to the Cardinals. He's guaranteed to, to rip it up. Those teams somehow, they just they just make everyone better. Uh, as for this matchup, it's a toss-up for me. And some of you could sit there and say, hey, Richie, how could it be a toss-up? Bartolo looked like he was pitching with his, the ball with his feet the other night. But I tell you, I, I do not ever, like I said, I do not ever want to bet against Bartolo. I mean, you know. I, I know. I know I saw the game yesterday. I passed out around the fifth. You know, uh, God bless. Thank you for, you know, thank God for that because it was a real mess. And I saw that the ball was getting slapped harder than a bag of Franzia at a fancy tailgating party. But at the end of the day, I cannot turn my back on a guy who is so overweight and so calm. You know, he's like, he is, uh, he's like my spirit animal. You know, he's just 40 pounds overweight. He just does his job, comes home. And uh, all he asks for from from whichever family he's visiting that day is for some peace and quiet, so that he can uh, he can he can provide for them. So you know, Bartolo, like Stephen Matz, always a hero to me. Uh, even though I'm pretty sure Bartolo is not from New York, but you never know. Maybe he was born in the Bronx or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, long story short, Tolo is going to take it to Matt Moore, rebound, and the Mets are uh, they're at least going to win one out in San Francisco. Yeah, when it comes to Tolo, it comes down to two families, two lunches, and two seam fastballs. So shout out to the kid. Woo! The kid by Tolo Cologne. That's off the cuff. That's off the cuff, kid. I tell you what. Uh, Sunday, I gave you a little Ric Flair there. That was, I, my, that was my approval. The pride of Greensboro. Shout out to uh, big fans of Greensboro. A lot of Met fans down there, I hear. Ric Flair. Uh, I don't know. I was going to try and do the other Ric Flair promos, but I can't besmirch them, man. I, I don't have it in me. Yeah, no, just throw a woo out there. That's what you do. Woo! If you ever get there, you go. Then you then you you keep going. <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna. I was gonna. Me and my buddies do the. Uh, the, the you ever see the promo he's given where he, he goes, "I've spent more money on spit liquor." <laughs> I'll, I'll, send yeah. it, I'll send that to you after. Sorry, I was. <laughs> I've seen all of his promos. I'm a big wrestling guy. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. Uh, sorry about that. I was I was gonna try and work it in. I couldn't couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it might be better if we just keep going. Do you want to just come back and you just go Ric Flair? And then I there's just a few seconds of silence. And I go Ric Flair, 
and we do it like two or three times and you just move on. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, so you start start with a Ric Flair. We'll just keep going back and forth. Uh, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, Rick Rick Flair. Woo. Uh, Rick Flair. Woo. Rick Flair. Rick woo. Flair. Rick, Rick Flair. There we go. Woo. There woo. we go. We got it. We got it out of our systems. Uh, as we head to Sunday, Noah Syndergaard versus Jeff Samarja. Samarja not catching touchdown passes from Brady Quinn anymore, but this is the Scrabble game right here, boys and girls. Look at those names. Beautiful. Majestic names, beginning with the letter S. Anyway, Samaja kind of looks like Noah's significantly uglier older brother. And so on that alone, I like Noah here. Yeah, I mean, this is the battle of guys whose names uh, were probably a nightmare to print on the Little League jerseys when they were kids because you paid by the letter. Uh, you know, I remember those days. Thank God it, thank God, Barone wasn't too long. Otherwise, uh, I would have been playing soccer. That, that wussy sport. But, uh, you know, if I were their parents, I would have had my name legally shortened to save a few bucks. But, you know, I'm, I'm a thinker. Not everybody's on that level. So, uh, you know, long story short, their parents didn't do that. And here we are with Ascending God versus Samarja matchup. And uh, this guy Samarja looks like the mask from V for Vendetta. He's absolutely terrifying. Uh, and even though I have him on my fantasy team I need and need him to tear it up on a regular basis, I can never turn my back on my favorite act spokesman, Hopefully he can get his stuff together the way our boy Matt's did and get back to being Thor instead of Noah. Because to me, Noah is the name of a kid with a peanut allergy that's not throwing any uh, any junk. And uh, Thor is the name of a guy who's dominating teams and challenging them to fights when he throws up and in. Thor is the best. We're hoping, hoping to get two out of three from the Giants. But if recent history tells us anything, probably not going to go too well. But we could... We're glass half empty. Uh, glass half full. Not glass half empty. Glass half full. We're optimists here, Richie. That's right. We're we're going in there, and uh, I am actually a glass half empty guy. But I'm gonna for this series and this series only. I'm gonna roll with it and uh, hope that we could somehow, uh, you know, scratch and claw our way to the the top of the wild card standings. And so now we got to get to our sponsor. Of course, last week uh, we were sponsored by Paint by the Numbers out in Centerport. I actually forgot my wallet there the first time and gave them the on-air sponsor. And, you know, I went back a second time, and I forgot my wallet again. I've been getting into the old granddad. They weren't too appreciative this time over at Paint by the Numbers. So I made a beautiful painting of an Alaskan sunset over a frozen tundra, and they told me that they wouldn't let me take it. Some, some stranger there told me I looked like Bob Vila painting, and I, I thought I did a great job, but they wouldn't let me take the painting. I caused the scene. We are no longer welcome there. Where are we headed this week, Richie? So I dropped the ball. Uh, I had a busy week, uh, you know, just just a lot. There was a lot on TV, um, you know. Work work was hectic. I didn't. Act, I botched this one. I didn't find a boss sponsor. So we're going to be spending this week at the Applebee's on Jericho Turnpike in New Hyde Park. Uh, half price apps and two for one beers after ten, which is good since the Mets are on the West Coast. And a little Applebee's hack for you guys, uh, you idiots who never treat yourself to a good meal out there on Jericho Turnpike in New Hyde Park. If you go, ask for my boy Rocco. He'll substitute one boneless wing in place of celery and carrot sticks. Because at the end of the day, vegetables are for chicks and farm animals. And who doesn't want one more microwaved buffalo wing uh, in their little basket there? So, you know, you're welcome in advance. Ask for your boy Rocco. Uh, never, never bad when you're eating good in the neighborhood. And no, we're not getting paid to say that. I just enjoy the place. 
I love it, kid. Who needs farm-to-table and sous vide and organic when you can go to Applebee's and have a great meal, a couple of pops, and leave for under 20 bucks? Yeah, I feel like we need to bring ourselves back down to earth. We've been doing some really weird stuff recently, you know, trying to spread our wings a little bit. And, uh, you know, if you're from Long Island, you know, if you try to spread your wings, if you try to do something a little outside the box, maybe go on a vacation that isn't a DR or something like that, it only ends up biting you in the butt. So, you know, the lesson to all you kids, never spread your wings. Go to the places that make sense to go to, like the Applebee's, not like a paint-by-numbers. Insane, insane stuff. Yeah, fly a kite, paint-by-the-numbers, not... Not my ideal. I'll never, I'll never bring my wallet again because I'll never go. But uh, we head to our storyline segments. So a week ago at this time, the Mets were one and a half games back in the wild card. After a terrible week, they're three games back in the wild card. So again, another week of mediocre baseball, another week still in the picture. Could you imagine where the Mets would be if they actually started consistently winning ball games? I mean, forget about them consistently winning ball games. Imagine where they would be if other teams started consistently winning ball games. That's the thing about this wild card is that no one seems to want it. I mean, you know, uh, I know John Carlo Stanton's groin looks like a, a shattered mirror at this point, so he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, you know, the Pirates are just—I don't know what they're doing. They're hanging in there. They got the the McCutcheon guy, and uh, you know that guy who sounds like a like an old Western cowboy running the team, Clint Hurdle. Uh, so they got that. And then there's the Cardinals, who, you know, in, in years past, the Cardinals, their reputation is we're just going to be good no matter what. We could have six-year-olds on the team. We could have a couple blind guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I get choked up because I'm thinking about 06. But, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It, it The Cardinals are always, always running away with it, but not this year. Everyone is just hanging out. And frankly, with the Mets, you know, the, their September schedule, these teams may be sorry that they uh, they didn't take advantage. Yeah, I tell you, the wild card's kind of like a check at a bunch of buddies at an expensive steakhouse. Just sitting there, everyone's kind of awkwardly smiling. No one wants to take it. Yeah, every, all these teams have alligator arms. You know, they don't they don't want to grab that. Uh, you know, they don't want to grab that check. They don't want to grab that brass ring. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen here realistically is that it's going to hurt even more when the Mets uh, miss the wild card by one game. And we're going to think back to these wild card, these, uh, these, these games against Robbie Ray and the Diamondbacks. And, and we're really just going to drink ourselves into a stupor and maybe ruin Christmas. Uh, we can always, always look ahead, but <laughs> we'll see how it plays out as number the second storyline, Terry burying Travis Dono. I mean, Darno's not having a good season, but I mean, did he did he bang Terry's daughter? Did he piss in his Cheerios while Terry watched? Did he pour sugar in his gas tank? I know I know Travis hasn't been great, but Ty Kelly hitting ahead of him? Christ almighty. You know, I think he made the mistake of uh, of being a Canadian gentleman. Darno is a Canadian guy, right? He's got that French name. Yeah, lowercase, uh, lowercase d. Yeah, I'd say it's the lowercase d thing, but then Jason DeGrom comes to mind, and, you know, everyone loves Jason. But uh, Dono, I, I can't explain it. I mean, the guy's been hitting 300 over the past week or so, which is, a, I guess it's a no-no in Terryland. Uh, maybe we can get maybe we can get soup up here to catch. You know, I remember in spring training, he was offering to catch. He's like one of those guys who's like, you know, he's, he's just desperate to do anything. He's like, I'll, I'll catch, I'll serve nachos, I'll do whatever you want. And I'm surprised that Terry hasn't taken him up on it yet. So, you know... Since he is burying TDA, I would expect within the next week or so to see Soup at the Major League level uh, throwing balls down to second and uh, into the outfield. 
looking forward to it. Terry Collins' favorite player, Eric Soup Campbell. Our third storyline, Carlos Gomez getting the old DFA from the Houston Astros. Remember, once upon a time, the Mets almost traded for him or tried to trade for him and then fell ass backwards into Ioannis Cespedes, so that kind of worked out. But anyway, Gomez has been swinging like a blind man at home plate this year, and now he's available. Do, do you want him? I think I do. Uh, you know, we're on this big nostalgia kick. We got uh, Jose Reyes. I mean, at this point, if Bernard Gilkey was out there and uh, grabbed the bat, I think I'd grab him too. So Don't, don't, don't throw Bernard a 3-0 fastball. No, <laughs> you better not. He's swinging. He's got the green light. But, uh, you know, I mean, Gomez, he's only 30 years old. I don't know if they gave him a fast shake down there in Houston. Uh, you know, I, I guess I guess they don't have time for, for Carlos Gomez and his antics. But, you know, all I got to say to the Astros is, you know, who's, who's going to keep things exciting when you're having a bad season by getting into needless fights with starting pitchers? The answer is Carlos Gomez. So, you know, big mistake by the Astros getting rid of him. Uh, I think he could play the outfield, and we could use a right-handed bat. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're overworking Grandy. They're, they're driving him into the ground like a pack mule. Uh, you know, so I would, I would get him on this team. Yeah, Curtis, great guy, does everything right, but he's aging in dog years for the last few weeks. And our fourth storyline, this Neil Walker, is he, a, is he a traitor of sorts for going on paternity leave to see his baby? You know, I I'm one of those guys where like I you know I wanna I, yeah all right you're having a baby whatever but it's it's something called and trust me from all the mistakes I've made in my life I understand that family planning is you know that's a that's a pie in the sky dream no one does that but at the same time like dude you couldn't you couldn't make it so you weren't gonna have a baby during uh you know a wild card race I mean really bro I mean really. Uh, to me, I think this guy is is a bit of a traitor. Um, I would have we have all this technology these days, you know. Like, why can't he be there over Skype? You know, the baby's not going to know that he didn't he didn't hug it in person. You know, he could say hi to it and give he'll he'll get to it when he gets to it. Is that harsh? Yeah, I mean, you can go there, kid. You don't have to be Mr. PC. You can tell him. I'm just you know I'm just trying to get this off my chest. I was thinking about it a little bit, and you know it was it was. It got me a little riled up, but you know, some people, some people think you should have all the time in the world to go away from the team. You know, I, I think Keith Hernandez is on my side. If you had to ask me, I, I know Boomer Iason is. You know, he got in some trouble for some comments last year, and I, I said, Boomer, I'm not mad at you. And it seems like Boomer's kids love him just fine. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think of the situation? Should Should Neil be uh, on paternity leave or what? I mean, it's not like the kid's going to even remember it. And the way technology is going, they can just superimpose him in the background with the pictures. I mean, he's got it's got to be like a, a thing where his, his wife is also lying. But, you know, you tell the kid, oh, there I was for the day of your birth. Uh, there's dad superimposed in a sweater vest. Yeah, I mean, if I were Neil, I'd probably just have myself superimposed into all the kid's birthdays until he was five. I don't think you remember anything before then anyway. So, you know, another... Another four years of freedom for Neil Walker. We, you're welcome, buddy. We just delivered you those uh, those years of freedom. Uh, in any case, uh, if Neil does go to be with his lovely wife and see the birth of his child, that lineup is going to be a delight because he's the only guy that's been uh, doing anything. So uh, can't wait. Should be fun. TJ Rivera, looking at you, kid. No time like the present as we head to our award segment, bringing you four awards 
each and every week here on First Time, Long Time, and the first award, the At Least We Know Award to Bartolo Colon. When Bart has his going and he's spotting the fastball and it's moving, you can tell right out of the gate. Like that outing in Yankee Stadium a couple weeks ago, you said, okay, Bart's got it tonight. Sure enough, he pitched a gem. When Bart's trying to get the early shower and giving up blazes like he was last night, you can tell out of the gate. I swear to Christ, I don't know if I've ever seen more hard hit balls in the first two innings than I saw Bart against the Diamondbacks last night. Yeah, I mean, you're, when you're right, you're right. I mean, it's it's good that you know I like him because he's up front. You know, he he tells you he tells you with his pitching. I got it today. I don't got it today. But there's no bitch moan complaining. You know, the guy's just out there and uh, he's gonna he's gonna raise his hand. He's gonna say, "Hey, I'm bad today." But I'm gonna hang out here and give you some innings. So uh, shout out to Bart. The next award is the uh, the uh, thanks for looking like you care award, and it goes out to Jay Bruce. This guy, what's good about Jay Bruce is that he's not nonchalant when he goes back to the dugout. Uh, he he he'll get he'll ground out to first base. He'll go back in there, and you'll see him muttering some curse words, and he he makes sure that he he mouths them. Um, very carefully so that the cameras can pick them up and see that he is furious about the fact that he couldn't help his new team. So shout out to Jay Bruce. Thanks for caring, kid. Yeah, you're, and not, the, you're, not, no, Mike, you're not Mike Jacobs, I swear. No, you are not Mike <laughs> Jacobs. That was a joke before. Don't take that to heart and uh, keep swinging a stick, all right? We need you. The next award this week is the Bill Pulsifer Holy Shit, This Isn't Going the Way I Thought It Would Award. And it goes to Zach Wheeler. This is actually, uh, you know, pretty sad. Uh, our boy Zach, who was supposed to come back this season, probably not going to happen now. He's got to get another uh, arm surgery. Or not, not an arm surgery. Oh, Jesus. I'm uh, putting the cart before the horse. Not an arm surgery, but he's got to get it checked out because he's got some soreness, which, you know, never a good thing when you're rehabbing from Tommy John. Uh, he got the surgery from this guy named David Altchek, and I'm, I didn't know that was even allowed. I thought that guy, James Andrews, was the only one who was even allowed to do these surgeries. So, uh, you know, hang in there, Zach. Hope to see you back soon. Hope to see the entire rotation together at some point. But, you know, real bummer for, for Mr. Wheeler. Why wouldn't you go to James Andrews? Isn't that like, uh, you know, if you had Tommy John, that's kind of like if you'd buy ketchup, that's not Heinz. Yeah, it's like Quiznos versus Subway. You know, you know that if you have to go to Subway because your stomach's eating itself, then that's what you do. But usually, you want Quiznos. <laughs> Shout out to Quiznos. That was uh, that's not product placement. We just love you. We love the toasted subs. Uh, our final award of the week, as always, our Mark Kerrig Tweet of the Week award, and Mark has been slaying it on Twitter of late. And he tweeted last night, Jay Horowitz just approached me in the press box. Who is Bill Flowers, he asks. This is one of the nice subline, uh, subplots with Mark where he's been referring to Wilma Flores and now most of Mets Twitter is referring to Wilma Flores as Bill Flowers. So Jay Horowitz being a roly-poly, lovable, but most likely forgetful gentleman did not get the insinuation. Yeah, do the math, Jay. And another thing, uh, I love Mark, but I'm going to take credit over here on this side, on the first-time, long-time side for coming up and coining uh, Bill Flowers. Okay, I've been calling him Billy Flowers since like since like he was 18 years old. So you know, Mark, if you get a chance, uh, you know, shoot me a tweet. Let's talk about this because I think you're stealing. Hey, hey, tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Don't, I'm on a roll today. Don't want any uh, stairway to heaven situations here. Exactly, and uh, that'll do it for our awards this week. 
And now we move on to our final segment called shout-outs. Shout-out number one. Shout-out to Neil Walker. He might hit 30 home runs and take the mantle from Lucas Duda as the streakiest Met. Thank you, Neil. Shout-out to you. Who you got next? Shout-out to Jose Reyes for doing Jose Reyes things and manufacturing runs completely by himself while bouncing around like a four-year-old who's had three Coca-Colas. Your energy is appreciated. Shout-out to you. All right, I got the next one. Shout-out to Eric Goodell for being quietly good and having a name that looks really weird and freaks people out to say. Shout-out to you. And our final shout-out of the week is a shout-out to Sandy Alderson, who has showed a lot of restraint for not drowning Terry Collins in a kiddie pool yet because, uh, you know, he makes some questionable choices. So those are our four shout-outs of the week. Thank you all for listening. As always, find us on the uh, Facebook. Find us on the Twitter at MetsFTLT. Hit us up on the Gmail, firsttimelongtimepod at gmail.com. And we will see you Friday for some Friday rankings.